It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do, 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 do. I've just gone into a bit of a Jerusalem there. I always get confused. <laughs> yeah, local hero, daydream, but... Pete. Anyway, what you gonna do about it? <laughs> Romeo, I used to have a scene with him. Juliet. <laughs> it was about... Hello, it's the Luke and Pete show. We're talking Hello. about um, Mark Knopfler. Him with the bandana and the... Did he play a Telecaster? I, I think he oh, might yeah, have played a Telecaster. I'll tell you a nice bit of trivia about Mark Knopfler. Never uses mm-hmm. a plectrum, doesn't he? Is that right? Never He's uses like a, a pick, baby. Monster. Never not, uses a pick. Not cool. Is it cool? <laughs> it's, it's not, not cool. There's nothing not really cool. that no. cool about Mark Knopfler generally, is there? I think he's one of those artists, a little bit like... Uh, who sang American Girl? Tom Petty. I think it, he will be appraised uh, more favourably... Uh, the older he gets, and 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 the time that he shuffles off this I think, I coil, think, I think. I think Tom Petty's cooler than Mark Knopfler. It's a very much, it's very much a, a struck, two bald men fighting over a comb. <laughs> but I think I Tom mean, Knopfler Pe- is very much uh, a man fighting over a bandana to cover his baldness. One would uh, suggest, aka the Keith Richards. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it was he. I used to go out with um, some kind of... I think she was like a socialite or like a, a, a one of those VJs from back in the day. Right. And I think uh, someone asked her about Mark Knopfler and, he, and she went, yeah, I used to have a scene with him. How rude. Yeah, that is rude. How rude. Does and he deserve better? I don't know. It depends on what he did, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> depends on how he conducted himself in the relationship. He's a big Newcastle United fan, though. He's a big Newcastle United fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone had a lovely week, a lovely day out at the weekend, as did I. Fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, it could have been better. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. I, I think it could have been marginally better. But the enjoyment I had took me to eighty percent. I only needed another twenty percent to get over the the jizzometer, so to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and for those, I really want to contextualise this because there'll be plenty of people listening to this who don't like football. Um, well, and particularly our American <laughs> listeners. And um, I know that you only think the people who listen to this listen to the Ramble as well, but that cannot be the case because we make so much Ramble content they just wouldn't be able to. There's got to be other people. Anyway, yeah, true. you uh, went to see Newcastle United play Manchester United in the League Cup final on Sunday, mm. just gone at time of recording. Mm. But that's not the interesting bit, everyone. The interesting bit is that when Pete embarked upon his journey to Wembley Stadium, you know, the home of football, um, you woke up in Somerset a little town mm. in Somerset in the West Country, so you know, a good few hundred miles away from London, 
dressed as a Tudor. Yes, and dressed as a Tudor crisp. A Tudor, and it would be great to know why that was the case and why you double-booked such two disparate social affairs. Um, it was uh, my partner's mate's, or mate's, um, uh, murder mystery night. It was their birthday. Um, a girl called Erica was 40, and she wanted a murder mystery night. And so well, another mutual friend had some kind of, he's, he's like an actor and he kind of created this kind of bespoke murder mystery night um, featuring the characters from all of Shakespeare's plays and I was uh, Romeo and Sarah decided to dress up like um, the Baz Luhrmann version of Juliet nice uh, and I oh shit I've just remembered I've got to take the costume back today <laughs> Oh, you haven't done and, it oh yeah I've not done it yet gee oh good I'm so glad we talked about this um, where did you yeah, rent it from? I, and I, uh, the, uh, a, a lovely little shop down the road that I'm going to have to apologise to because I lost the rough. Um, uh, that has it, it's a, it's a basically dress up shop that I don't think an has, apology is going to cut it. I don't, it's money. It's going to be money. Yeah, uh, a dress up shop uh, down the road that has the most horrific 1980s dirty Danger Mouse costume in the front window. Wow, um, and you didn't get a that character that no one really remembers, and that that costume will have existed since the 80s, and and I guess back then. You'd have a pretty good, you know, a pretty good. You have a pretty good kind of like idea that that would have been made bespoke. Nowadays, yeah. you can buy massive costumes that look like all of the other costumes in there, like Despicable Me yeah. and your SpongeBob SquarePants. They're all off the peg Smithy's jobs. Yeah, but at least back then, good honest English swordsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> sewed together a little da- a horrific uh, yeah. image of Danger Mouse, or what he could have been. And I think, for one, your star has fallen considerably mm. if you are not going to make Since a special trip to Somerset for a Tudor murder mystery weekend dressed as Danger Mouse. What? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Danger Mouse. <laughs> they had mice in Tudor times. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, even so they had more went... mice, probably. Very, probably yeah, a very I unhygienic just... time compared to now. <laughs> and that's why it's covered in dirt, because yeah. it's old. Yeah, uh, yeah Sarah went as, a, as the Baz Luhrmann version of Juliet, and I, I just went, can you just give me a... a, a, a a loosely renaissance slash uh, whatever uh, costume and she said I've got Tudor I went that'll do nobody yeah. cares and, what, uh, and, and nobody did care presumably because you were hiring such a a costume mm. you, went, you were in full character at all times in the shop like, excuse me wench yeah. I'm <laughs> passing through would you say wench I think I think the amount of times people say wench in television and in uh, literature I think is is much higher than anyone actually said uh, you know, it's it's like if you listen to rap lyrics and then tried learning English as a second language, and you were calling everyone bitches and stuff. I, I just think it really sort of works. No, I mean, but, yeah. but you would know more about this than me because you're the one that goes into your local asking for a flagon of the foaming ale to quaff. <laughs> oh, you're that kind of guy, right? It was just, I mean, I, I I was I was larping anyway, to be honest. Exactly. I, I probably would have had who, who did the, so actually? Anyway. How did it, how who 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 ended up committing the murder and the murder mystery? Well, I was a secret uh, detective, Luke. So that my. Wow. My shit just got cooler and cooler right throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, but I think it might have been... Lysander, I think, maybe. Well, you think should know if you were a detective. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Did you solve the case or not? <laughs> well, I wasn't... I wasn't. Uh, so Shakespeare got blown up by a, by a exploding codpiece. A little bit of bawdy humour. Oh, um, that is a bit of blue for the dads right there. a bit there. of blue for the dads. A yeah. bit of blue for the dads. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit like Jim Davidson's... Uh, uh, Cinderella. Shows, Cinderella. With with an S. Um, <laughs> got blown up with a gold a cod piece. And, uh, but I was investigating the death of Philip Marlowe some years ago. So 
a man I believe to be behind all of Shakespeare's. Well, don't you uh, mean Christopher Marlowe? Christopher Marlowe. There you go. <laughs> Philip Marlowe, Marlo. the worst Marlo. detective in all of Tudor England. <laughs> One of the Marlows. Right, we're, we're investigating the murder of Philip Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe. Sorry to his <laughs> family. Christopher, we meant Christopher. We did the press conference with the Met. Oh dear. Who's so, Philip Marlowe then? Why have I got that name um, yet? Well, Philip Marlowe is absolutely not the guy behind. Get, um, can, get on your computer because you can type with the, silently. I've got a loud mechanical keyboard. <laughs> I can't type on. Philip Marlowe is a fictional character created by Raymond Chandler at some point um, oh, in the 20th that's where century. That's from. So. My dad was a big Chandler fan. Chandler oh, is that where you got it from? I think so. So Christopher Marlowe, I think, spent a lot of his time near where I grew up, and as a result, Shakespeare visited there. Right, um, ripped uh, him off. A lot of people. Well, it's it's quite an interesting thing because a lot of people think that some of the knowledge that Shakespeare had, given his background, hmm. was quite remarkable. So, for example, like the inner workings of a court, he, right, he yeah. would have no way of knowing that. So, so, yeah, so. That's where a lot of it comes from. There's a really interesting, just a slight diversion to be semi-serious for a moment. If you're listening to this and you are aware of a Radio 4 series called In Our Time, there's a really, it's presented by Lord Melvin Bragg, who's brilliant because he just gets really pissed off with all his guests. Um, you know, you get to that point where you've been at the BBC so long and you're a white man of, say, 70-something. Yeah. Paxman have done, has done it loads probably a bit, a bit younger than 70, but they just, they just have disdain for everyone who's on their show. So, so, so on, in our time... What, this now? Can yeah, I just yeah. do it myself? No, you, you, but seriously, like, and it's a remarkable programme in our time because Melvin Bragg presents every single one of them. Of course, he's got researchers and producers and stuff, but it will mm. be from one week to the next, it will be the historicity of Jesus Christ followed by the, you know, the, the accuracy of Shakespeare's sonnets. And then the next yeah. week, it will be, you know... Yeah, the formation of the moon or whatever. And he's on right. every single show. And he introduces every show by saying, and joining me today are Professor Emeritus of, of, of you know, Pembroke College, Cambridge, uh, <laughs> so-and-so from wherever. And they're all like leading experts in their fields. Yeah. And, and uh, every so often when they're explaining something that's slightly different to what he's asked, just to give <laughs> a bit of context for people listening, he's like, yeah. we're not interested in that at the moment, no. We're not interested in that, so can you please just get back on to the subject of the question I asked? We weren't talking about that. Thank you. It's like, nice. You can't imagine ever being so rude, having that kind of no. confidence to, to say that to a dean at one of the world's <laughs> best universities. So anyway, I would. That's, that is interesting. <laughs> the, the, the one about the veracity of Shakespeare's plays and sonnets and stuff is, is really very fucking interesting, and I'd recommend mm. it. Um, and Christopher Marlowe does pop up every so often as, as being a guy who might have uh, lent his hand, perhaps. But I don't think it's I don't think it's in mainstream. I don't think it's a mainstream historical opinion at this point. Right. Okay. And people think like Shakespeare a... was the main guy. Yeah. Much like you were the main guy at that murder mystery weekend. So, so basically, you were traipsing there? across Somerset trying to get a train to London. You mm. changed out of your gear at that point. Changed out my gear at that point because I thought I I, I thought for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, Club Wembley might, uh, Club Wembley might, might, might not allow. Uh, they don't allow colours, but I don't know how historical those colours go back. To be yeah. honest, but um, yeah. But you had a Club Wembley <laughs> ticket, did you? 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, we didn't know what we were buying because I bought it from a ticket reseller, as discussed on the Ramble. But mm. uh, my friend um, bought, I, they, I think he spent nearly nine grand. Holy yes, fuck. On four tickets, on four tickets. And he didn't know it was Club Wembley. They, they said it wasn't Club Wembley. And so he turned up with all of his shirts and his scarves and his hats uh, with, with the brandishing the Newcastle United uh, logo and um, indeed stripage. Um, and he and and he had to go to Uniqlo to redress his entire family for the trip. Shit, <laughs> it's good stuff. That much it's that, good stuff. I mean, if you've already if you're already nine grand, you're already in the in hole. nine grand. Yeah, you don't really want to toss good 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 money after bad. But um, yeah, I think it was probably money well spent at that point. He's like, well, you know, in for a penny. Remind <laughs> us, pound, um, yeah, penny. Well, exactly. You, you you're done then. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, remind us how much you spent for your ticket. It's not important. It's not important, but it was a considerable amount of money. Just nod. (laughs) Just nod or shake your head when I give you parameters of an amount. Okay? Right, okay. And I'll I'll, I'll translate If you think I'm going to allow Rory to have that video footage after I've done that, you've got another (laughs) thing coming, Luke Moore. I know exactly what your game is. Let me just just say, uh, you know know when you're doing like a survey where it says, are you aged between 0 and 16, 17 and 20? We'll do that. Yeah. And um, I'll be able to tell just by your reaction what the amount yeah. is. Okay. So okay. was it um, between 100 and 200 pounds? No, it wasn't. Definitely not. Was it over 500 pounds? Yes, it was. <laughs> you dirty boy. You absolute dirty boy. They got pumped as well. Yeah, they did get pu- uh, Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was a good day out. It was a fun day out. Fun yeah, but you've day ma- out. No, but you've made yourself believe it was a fun day out. You've convinced yourself that it has to be a good day. It's not when people pay loads of money to go to Glastonbury and it fucking pisses it down a rain a weekend. The, but we will be having a good time. It's the fair weather fan tax. Like if you've got a if you've got a uh, if you've got a season ticket and to be honest the season ticket people didn't even get in. It was the people who attended early rounds of the of the uh, Carabao Cup. Yeah. They're the ones who got uh, priority. That took you over a particular uh, a particular pointage. Uh, so yeah, it was um yeah, I wasn't ever going to get a ticket unless I um paid a tout effectively. Not I'm not proud about it. But, you know, it's better content, isn't it? Yeah, but after 15 years of doing a football show, you surely got some good contacts in the game. You could probably leverage those, no? Well, I did it. Uh, yeah, I did it. I mean, I got started out eventually, but um, it was, uh, it was you know, the day of, and so it managed to get sorted out. But, um, yeah, it was it was stressful. It was needlessly stressful. Um, but, yeah, you can't rely you can't rely on who you know. you got to, you know, I, I believe in, you know, securing my, securing the bag, as the children say. Yeah. You were threatening to climb for the sewers at one point. I was. Are you tired? Have you had no sleep today? You've had a couple of yawns, a couple of very public well, yawns. What's going on? What's happened? I um, tell I st- daddy, daddy, daddy. I stayed up watching the cricket. Now is that grown up? On a day you've oh. got to be bright, bright as a button. It's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> Did, and what happened with the cricket? You're just trying to you're just trying to impress Vish again. They lost by what? one run. It was one Did of the they? Best, it was one of the best finishes to a Test match of all time. I didn't see. Oh, any that's of it. fun. Are you dozed off? Yeah. Oh, which, uh, at the point at which you dozed off, were England losing or winning, or was it kind of just? It's really in the balance. I mean, it's really right. very as exciting as cricket gets. Still fell asleep. Yeah, and you still fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably should learn the lesson, shouldn't I? Really, <laughs> uh, I just learned the lesson it's that tough. I'm just simply not that interested in it, or my brain doesn't. <laughs> By the way, on the um, did you wear it? So you didn't wear a, a Newcastle shirt to the game last weekend. I didn't. I wore, I wore a, a coat that could be loosely interpreted as supporting. Pinning my colours to the mast, so to speak. Oh, you're so alternative. Um, so alternative. Did you did you see the um, shirt that Matt Hancock was wearing? <laughs> I 
Absolutely dreadful. So he is genuinely so he, a Newcastle United fan, though, right? One can only presume. He's got the shirt. He's got the signed Shearer shirt that he wears. Um, did, did you see, like, somebody Someone was saying that he was the, supposed to walk from here. Exactly. Like, that's lovely. It's not only embarrassing that he's wearing a, a, a signed Newcastle shirt, just, you know, to, to, to film a TikTok. He's also... Um, he was also supposed to um, auction it ages ago for the NHS. Incredible. Um, that is obviously appalling. So that aside, yeah. Yeah. Um, did we feel comfortable about people gatekeeping which people are allowed to like football teams and which ones aren't? Uh, in this case, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, fine, 100%, okay. 100, 100%, 100%. I just saw it quite, I just saw And I think you agree with that, really. You're playing devil's advocate no, I'm not, there, I'm and not. I appreciate you. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I would just like to say that I don't know if Matt Hancock being authentically a fan of football and a team is a debate that should exercise some quite well-known and respected broadsheet journalists. Oh, is it, were people uh, up people in arms? People were piping up about it. Like, it's like, oh, right. he might be a complete dickhead who, um, you know, who, who you know, isn't of the political persuasion that you like. Um, doesn't mean he can't like football, though, does it? No, and also he might just really like Saudi money. <laughs> might, That's true, might, That might really excite him. Come up the wood, he's come up the wood, exactly. but I'm, I'm for this now. Before it was local business, we not much money. I'm not bothered about that. I'm well up for this now. Yeah, there we yeah, go. It sounds like you had a nice weekend anyway, Peter. It sounds like, you know, you offset the mainstream activity of supporting a football team by yeah. um, doing some you know, customary quite odd stuff that we, we yeah. know and love you for. So well done so, for you for ticking all those yeah. boxes. Any dramas travelling from Somerset on our illustrious train network back to London or was it all okay? Uh, chuck us, chucked us off at Reading. Like, the train train was late. So How much it was went, it? Uh, the train was, uh, compared to what I pay um, from my house every day, cheaper. Um, right, that's but, good. Um, from Somerset to London was cheaper than my journey from Essex every morning, annoyingly. Uh, but he, uh, the, the driver said, yeah, sorry about that. Um, we are running uh, 20 minutes late, so Control have decided to terminate at Reading. It's like, so hang on, you're late, and now you're terminating at Reading because you're so late. Mm. So I've just got to get off and it's find mad. another train from Reading. It's a mad <laughs> attitude, isn't it? But oh, by the way, sorry, sir. This this surgery is taking quite a long time compared to what we thought. So we're just going to stop. We'll just leave you without a liver. Yeah, I know this is supposed to be a transfer. Tra- you know, supposed to be swapping it over, but we're just probably going to leave you Mate, with no liver. Transplant. You yeah, I was thinking transmission. Swapping I'm tired, it over. Luke. Swapping it I've over. Received, right, I've we'll received. Get you in. We'll swap it over. <laughs> Luke, I've received a new puppy yesterday. Oh, and- this is great. No, no, let's not do it. Let's have a break. When we come back, we'll do the puppy because that's that's actually really good news. So let's have a quick break. Give people a little rest from this nonsense. Listen to some adverts. Don't fucking fast forward them. And um, (laughs) the other side... Or do. Just don't do them on any place we can get stats about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other side of this, we'll talk about Pete's new puppy, Sammy Amiobi. Great stuff. See you in a minute. We're back with the Luke Ed Pete Show on Thursday the 2nd of March. How you doing, Luke? You all right? You all right? You all right? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah, you all right? Get yeah. together? House right. back in... You're back in your house after you paint again? Yeah, paint again's over now. Yeah. As I left the house this morning, they were just doing the final touch-ups because the carpet guys came in and... Um, Scuffed it. Yeah. I mean, good. the carpet fitters were good and I liked them and I liked the carpets. I got no mm. general complaint. I mean, we will get on mm. to Pete's dog in a minute, by the way. Um, but uh, the one thing I would say is the decorators did a really good job of painting our house. Did say, have a word with the carpet, guys, and say that like, you've just been, had stuff painted and you know you want to be careful. So I'll, I will. And I don't think the carpet fitters had any time for that, to be honest. I thought they had already decided they were going to do what? the job as quick as they could. 
what they're going to do. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then um, it got the guy. The guy at one point went to me. Oh, I understand what you're saying, mate, but you're going to have absolute murders in this with this carpet. And I was like, why? And he said. Oh, because, um, you know, you got to put on the stairs, you've got to get it flushed. He just kept saying, you're going to have absolute murders. And the other guy went, oh, don't get me wrong, we're not a demolition squad. I was like, yeah, why, why say that in someone's house? Wow, it's like Mr. Positive and Mr. Negative. I'll say that as red. Picture. Yeah, um, and it's good because we used like a quite a, a good carpet company and the third guy was actually very posh, which right, I think okay. is always interesting when you get a tradesman in your house. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like, he had like a pencil like behind a his ear. And... <laughs> Yes, old school. They didn't yeah. drop any of his teas. Yeah, okay, nice. And okay. it made me feel Brilliant. like it made me feel like he was like a real this is, by the way, I am a working class person, so I understand this mm. is terrible snobbery by me of, no. of my own kind. But it did make me feel like, oh, he's this'll be great because he's obviously very clever. And I hated myself for thinking that. Yeah. Because he spoke but nicer. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? We still have these we like to think that we are precluded from that behavior like that kind of like oh well, it's got a nice act you know respecting that level of accents because being, we we're being judged every day by the fucking those horse fuckers you know <laughs> at, at the posh end <laughs> at the posh end of the spectrum yeah mad isn't it chinless wonders i was, yeah. I was thinking to myself that I hope, will text in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking to myself i'm not i hope i'm not being judged every single day of my life like i myself am judging this man now because <laughs> that would be unacceptable that would suck that would absolutely suck that would be Never awful mind. prejudice well i'm glad i'm glad you 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 your carpets and you there wasn't there a man in your house who was jumping around like a little elf oh yeah that's a story that I'm, that is a story so right. we'll get we'll do my dog next week cuz we've got batteries to get on with we'll do oh, we'll you do for, dog, for dog fucking... again next okay. week and then we'll want to hear about the man who okay. jumps around your house bounces okay. around your house like a crazy man dog on monday Dog on Monday. We'll, um, we'll, we'll bouncy man now. Yeah. So the bouncy man thing's interesting. <laughs> so, so when I had the carpet, the guy came around, measured the carpets, all that kind of stuff. Done bigger boy. Um, that yeah. was actually the posh guy as well. So he came around right. and he measured it all up, and uh, it was fine. And I, and I always think to myself, oh god, the house is a state. But obviously they're used to doing. Fuck, some of them used to doing mansions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like a real pain in the ass. And to be yeah. fair to them, I said they work quite fast, and it was a little bit. It's cost me an extra half a day of painting. To get right. it sorted again, but I kind of budgeted for that, so I understand. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. He said, "Oh, because you've got an old house, we'll get a guy round, um, and he'll um, and he'll check all the floorboards, the squeaky ones, and he'll fix them. Hmm. And all you do is just pay him direct. So he comes around, he turn up the day before, and he and he'll um, <laughs> do your do your floorboards for you. And there's, there's right. pretty, I actually want them done anyway. And we've got a downstairs neighbour, and it's probably not ideal for them having the squeakiness and the all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So." Crack a door on the day before the carpets came. Doorbell goes. Um, Wi-Fi have access to is at work. I answer the door, and it's this guy, small fella, older. I don't be rude about him because he was a very, very nice man. And he was like, "Hello, yeah, you've got some squeakers." And I, and I, and I, and I like, <laughs> crack, and I just like, cracked up laughing at himself. And then he came up into the house, cut all the carpets out, and then just spent the next hour like dancing around my house, literally dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and every time he felt a squeaky floorboard, he put a pencil cross on it. Right. And then he carried on dancing again. He was like, yeah, it keeps me fit. I'll have a glass of water. Yeah, I'll have a coffee. Keeps me fit. And he, <laughs> said, he was basically saying, because I, cause he was quite a small man, he had to dance on them to hear the squeaks. And right, so he, okay. He yeah, all that so he had to give house. it a good old... So did he do sort of just do a... a, a, a... A piece of footwork per floorboard, or was he just kind of like testing each one repeatedly, different parts of it? So he, it seemed to me like he started from the centre of the rooms, because that's where right. people walk the most. 
They danced on every single floorboard at one point, and if it squeaked, I think I think I don't know this because I didn't actually speak to him too much about it. But I think if it squeaked, he put I definitely put a pencil mark on it, and then later on, he fixed the ones he could. But I think I guess there's probably some that have got pipes under them or whatever, so he couldn't right. he, he couldn't, couldn't screw in. So he basically replaced he replaced it for a new one. Right. Um, okay. So he pulled he pulled those ones up. That's amazing. So he brought his own floorboards effectively. He had all the stuff with him. Yeah. Good and stuff. Uh, he, he also um, he said, "Look, I will probably miss one or two of these, but it's just the nature of the business." Um, and um, so, I mean, it's one of the minimal squeakers. I will provide you with minimal squeakers. What a lovely job, though! You just walk into someone's house and just run around. It, it was it run was very charming, and he's yeah. been doing it since 1962. So you can work out the maths. Okay. Um, long time. He's it was an old fella, yeah, older guy, um, and he put his he put his um he put his um his longevity down to the fact that he's only ever drunk alcohol four times in his life. Nice, okay, good. Um, 21st birthday, stag night, <laughs> wedding night, and the day he came out of jail. That's what he said. <laughs> and um, I think that was a long time ago, to be fair to him. And, um, and yeah, that was it. He's, and he, 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 was, he was good as gold. And he actually, do you know what he also what, did? What did, you, what did you get arrested for? Stealing pipes. <laughs> yeah, Robin Howard. You ain't got no pipes no more. No, Stole them there. <laughs> he, and, and then, do you know what he actually did as well? He said, and this is a fucking great bit of service. I tell you, this is brilliant. (laughs) The carpets got fitted the next day. Yeah. And it all went well, apart from um, one of the carpets, there was no clearance, there wasn't enough clearance for the door. And we checked all the doors and there should have been, but what that had to do is had to put a little ramp in. And anyway, cut a long story short, the door didn't close. Um, Without me even needing to call the carpet place, the floorboard guy texted me saying, Oh, I heard from my colleague that you've got a problem with one of the doors. I'll pop around on Saturday. And because you're so nice to me and you, you know, looked after me, I'll do the door for free. And he turned so, up and he took the door off the hinges. He trimmed it with a circular saw to get it right and put it all back on and it was, did it free of charge. Lovely. I thought, so he didn't what take a off lovely the door. Chap. He didn't take off the door like I did and try and um, plane the bottom off it. But planing just takes a long time. I would like Hacking. to think he didn't do anything that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, followers on our, on our followers on our social media accounts will be able to testify to this. The work you did on your own home around the damp issue, right. I, I can only speak as to what I've seen on photos. So on the surface, it's like the, it's like the Scottish issue. I mean, that is very much the, the, the it's like the Scottish issue, right? The Scottish the Brexit issue, right? The damp issue. What? Yeah, but what about it? Why is it like that? I'm, I'm just saying it just sounds bigger than it is. No, but you, look, you did it. I just wanted to say that you did a very good job. Oh, thank you, Lewis. We're kind of it. Looks, it looks amazing. You've done brilliantly. I could never do and anything it is like that. On the surface. That's the thing, though. It's on the surface, isn't it? So, like, dig a little deeper. I'm, I fucked it. Uh, you, <laughs> I'll cover it up. You just, it's just um, all you've put in there is just um, cooked uh, egg noodles. <laughs> but, That's what you see a lot on, um, on like, Chinese TikTok, don't you? Like, yeah. people who use ramen. It looks good, cool, but uh, I can't believe it's practical. Ramen and I imagine it's quite brittle quite uh, inflexible yeah. um, people just use ramen to fill in a hole in a bit of wood and they uh, and, and they fill it with um, with uh, super glue which is uh, interesting and so it's super glue yeah. and ramen together at last and then they sort of shave it off and, 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 and paint it yeah it looks it's really good, good but nothing and I do mean nothing has ever been made better by putting cooked noodles in it no I mean it's, it's, I think it's uncooked noodles cause it but has, they will be cooked as soon as it fucking rains 
<laughs> well, you'd hope you painted it before that happens, I guess, yeah. No one's no, ever no, said no. that. No one's ever saying, do, tell you what, we'll sort that out for you. Noodles. Ramen. It won't work. Noodles. Anyway, let's do the batteries. We'll do the, we'll let's do, do we'll the do batteries. New dog right. on Monday. Batteries new now, dog. please. Okay, cool. Uh, got a message from Nick C. Oh, Nick. I, I've already... Uh, I'm already sort of shaking my head at this one. Here are two double A's that I came across on my trip to Italy last year. GP Super get and out. Ansman. Get now, out. I mean, GP Super, you can get out. GP Super is the... Uh, is it the Samsung brand? Is that, is that GP Super? I think it Super might be, yeah. Ultra, be... yeah. Uh, and Ansam, Ansman, rather. Hopefully, at least of these is a new player. I started listening in 2020, and I have to say, the show definitely helped me get some tough, through some tough COVID times. Keep up the great work. Nick C, we live to serve. Oh, Nick, I feel bad for saying you to get out now that you said the show's helped you through <laughs> some tough times. Sorry about that, Ansman. Um, Listen, GP Super, you might as well say, I think I've spotted a brand new car no one's ever seen before, and it's a Ford Fiesta. Um, Ansman, I mean, to be fair to you, Nick, Ansman, you're only the second person to send Ansman in. Well, that's Um, not bad, is it? Yeah, our friend Fergus sent them in um, in November of last year. So you're not too far behind the curve on that one, but I'm afraid there's no new player for you there. David Nutt. Not Not the David Nutt. David Nutt from Brighton. Not currently the Edmund J. Safra Professor of Neuropsychopharmacology and the Director of Neuropsychopharmacology Unit um, in the Division of um, Brain Sciences at, um, at a particular university, Imperial College, um, which is one of I... the best scientific universities in the world. Well, I, I, I fucking hope not. Do you know what, um, Dave, I... you, you must, no, we're not, we're not moving on, because I want to ask you this. Do you know right. what Dr. David Nutt is famous for? I don't know, but I hope it's squirrel-related. I do, I really do, Luke. It's so not squirrel. I'll have a little chuckle because <laughs> you be brought good. this in, and it better and the fact better like give us some entertainment. And if it doesn't, you're for the eye jump, sunshine. Well, I'm paraphrasing here, and you, I think you will remember this incident. I'm going to mm. paraphrase it just to make right. it easier, and you know, hopefully less boring for everyone listening. Um, Doctor David Nutt was dismissed from a position as a, I think, a drug advisor from the Labour government right. under Home Secretary Alan Johnson. Because he had came out with a really, at the time, controversial opinion about the harm that recreational drugs causes. Right. And he okay. was like saying, look, what the fuck are we doing here? This is a health issue, not a crime issue. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the Labour government um, binned him. And, he's, and, and before and since, he's been a very, very well-respected um, pharmacologist, uh, very, very well-known. Right. As, as, as I just said, he's head of, head of a number of different units at Imperial College, one of the best scientific universities in the world. David Nutt was a big story under the Labour government about probably about twenty years ago. Um, was he was he pro having a biff draw anti? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to besmirch his reputation. I love it. Right, That's okay. what they said in the press conference. Hang on, sorry, David, Doctor Doctor Nutt. Sorry, yeah, thanks for all that. Are you pro bifter or against bifter? Yeah, Doctor David, um, do you want to be taken to our dealer or not? I, th- <laughs> I think he's pro bifter. I think that I was think the problem. Pro-bifter. I think that was Good the problem. Him. Nice. Anyway, David Nutt, who probably maybe isn't that be, David Nutt. Maybe he would be pro... What's that nut? I had it sometime. Oh, well, um, um, that nut cat. you chew. Cat. Cat. Is that cat? K-H-A-T, isn't it? Yes, I think so. I had some in uh, Taiwan. Munch, munch, munch. You see the boys down Ridley Road Market um, always munching on it. Is it? In Dalston. <laughs> That's what I remember hey. it for. Hi, chaps. Uh, how do? Very long-time listener. First-time battery emailer. Legalise it. Uh, upon check-in, it's <laughs> from Mombasa Beach Hotel. Legalize of course he's it. in a Mombasa Beach Hotel. Come on. Party time. What's Mombasa the first Beach thing Hotel? To... That's fucking what's, great. What's the first thing to do? Rip open the aircon remote control, obviously. Don't need an aircon when you're smoking that icky, sticky weed. Um, 
hoping to get a new player with those Peronica batteries. Fingers crossed, Dave Nutt from Brighton, the most liberal council in the UK. Legalise it. <sighs> Legalise it. Legalise it. <laughs> um, Dr David Nutt, probably not. Um he has sent in Pananica batteries, right? Is that what you said? I got lost among all the... I said Pananica, but I just gave it a little Italian flair. New player. Nice! New player. You can, should person. celebrate David Nutt by relaxing, 420. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Ooh-wee, as Snoop Dogg would say. <laughs> there we go. Oh, dear. Have we got any more? I think we've already got two there. No, there's one we? right there. Oh, Oh, yeah, there we are. That's just a long message. I didn't realise that was a message. Uh, This is from Neil. I'll bash through this nice and quick. Your man in Red Beach, New Zealand here. We've had some horrific storms here, including a bloody cyclone. Wasn't like this when you were here, Luke. So, had a a bit of uh, tidy up and needed to give the house a wash down to remove debris and salt water from the ocean spray. Oh, that would, I mean, that would, that would rankle with the wood, wouldn't it? That would, that would annoy the wood. Um... Bought some 30-second outdoor cleaner, which is basically bleach from the smell of it. Should have used needles. (laughs) It it came with this applicator thing, which worked reasonably reasonably well, but it was a used-once throwaway device, which really annoyed me. I decided to take it apart to see what batteries it had, just for you guys. And lo and behold, four Modic Max AAs, or Modic Max Double A's. I should be complaining to the company about the wastage from this product and the landfill that's produced. Yes, I bought it, but the store was out of alternatives, and I was interested in the gadget. Anyway... Pulp are excellent, so leave them alone and talk more about computer games. Love the show and keep away from the ocean, Pete. Neil, yeah. I'll keep away from the ocean. I'll keep away from the ocean spray. Oh, so it's like a little, so it's a little device. You would usually uh, have this in like a, a, a weed uh, killer. Uh, it looks bottle. like an electric toothbrush. You would usually have a, like a hand pump, a hand crank uh, to get the get the fluid out onto your um, onto your dandelions. But here they've sort of yeah they've created a little sort of um, hand pump that's uh, that's powered by some uh, ultra energy Mordich Max uh, batteries, which is very exciting. I like that. Yeah, and what's even more exciting is uh, they're also a new player. Lovely stuff. Two out of three. I think baby. it's the first time it's the first time we featured uh, some. Ocean spray defending house cleaner, yeah, uh, and also some, uh, yeah, some, some some of these batteries. Good to so see, though. Stuff, Neil. Great. Well done, my friend. Still getting two out of three new players in the battery game after all this time. It does beg a belief, but it's absolutely true. Yeah, is it, it two out of three? Bad was that the uh, was that the song from Meat Love? There ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you, but don't be sad. Don't be sad, cause two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll have my review of Battle of Hell. It's absolutely week, fucking sure. remarkable that this show's free. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, just think to myself, you fucking you t- do a turn at the end of it like that, and it's free. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. See you later. See you on we'll Monday. Back on Monday. Tata. Email us. Hello at LukePageShow.com. Bye. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.